you would take your Bible and turn with me to the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 31. Proverbs chapter 31. Proverbs chapter 31. Proverbs chapter 31, verses 1 and 2, please. Here in Proverbs chapter 31, verses 1 and 2, it reads, The words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. What, my son... What the son of my womb, and what the son of my vows. Let's bow for prayer. O oh God, we pray that you would teach us from your word this morning. O oh God, we all have needs. I pray that you meet each one at that point of need. And once again, we pray for a special blessing upon each mother present here this morning. Bless them and encourage them in spirit. We ask and pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Saviour. Amen. Proverbs chapter 31 is the last but not least chapter in the book of Proverbs. We read here in verse number one, these are the words of a king, a king by the name of Lemuel. The name Lemuel means belonging, belonging, E-L, belonging to God, Lemuel. Some commentators say that the name Lemuel is a symbolic name for Solomon. Therefore, Solomon is the author. I personally don't think this convoluted explanation is needful or warranted. So nothing is known of Lemuel except for what God wants us to know about him and that we read of him within this passage of scripture. The Bible teaches us that these are the words that his mother taught him. Note there verse number one once again. The words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. And that's the title of my little sermonette this morning. His mother taught him. His mother taught him. The Bible teaches these are the words that Lemuel's mother taught him. Now this is interesting because elsewhere in the Bible we see predominantly a father uh, being recognised as the one that is to teach his children. And here in verse 1 of chapter 31, we have one of those few occasions that we read of mothers having a part in teaching their children. Note there back in, note in 
Proverbs chapter 1, please. Proverbs chapter 1, verse number 8. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8 reads, My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. Then go to Proverbs chapter 6, please. Proverbs chapter 6, verse number 20. It reads, My son, keep thy father's commandment, and forsake not the law of thy mother. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 4, the Bible reads, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture, to train, to educate, to teach, and admonition disciplines of the Lord. So even though the father is to lead the charge in teaching his children, the mother is to be involved in also teaching her children. And it would seem that this is the emphasis of the book of Proverbs. Mum and dad together involved in teaching their children how to live in accordance to God's word. It has been well said, the hand that rocks the cradle will rock the world. Mothers, don't underestimate or belittle your God-given role in teaching your children and the impact it will have on them and on their world. You know as well as I do that many a tribute has included a mother's influence, if not only the mother's influence. And mothers don't sacrifice the permanent, the life and well-being of your children on the altar of the immediate, a so-called worldly career. Because God has called you in motherhood to mother your children and to teach them, to guide them. And the Bible teaches us here in Proverbs chapter 31, verse number 1, that King Lemuel had a godly mother that taught him. That taught him. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, and that from a child that has known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Timothy grew up honouring God. Timothy grew up serving God because he had a godly mother and a godly grandmother that taught him the word of God. So my challenge to you mothers this morning is... Teach your children. Teach them God's word. See that you have a responsibility and a privilege to influence your children for the glory of God. And King Lemuel honors his mother. He said, this is what my mother taught me. Lemuel was a king. Of what kingdom? 
We are not told. If God wanted us to know, he would have told us. It's not important. But we are told that he had a godly mother that taught him the word of God. So on this Mother's Day, mothers and mothers-to-be, I'd like to encourage you and exhort you to teach your children. You are the greatest means of influence in the lives of your children. And you can have a part in instructing and influencing your children in such a way that they will make an impact on the world. Because the hand that rocks the cradle will rock the world. Let's note what this mother taught her son. And may this be inspirational and informative to all mothers. In fact, to all parents and parents-to-be today as to some of what we need to teach our children. The chapter begins with an affirmation. The mother's affirmation of her love and commitment to her son. Note then verse 2, my son, the son of my womb, the son of my vows. She affirms her love for her son. Though he is a king, he is first and foremost her son. And she affirms the fact that I'm committed to you, my son. You are my son. You are the son of my womb. I birthed you. And you are the son of my vows. I am committed to you. So we see a strong commitment. This verse makes it very clear that mum was committed to her son and wanted the best for her son. Mothers, are you fully committed to impart to your children that which is best for them? Or is parenting just a means to an end for you? You have other priorities. You have other ambitions. You have other goals. See, when the parenting of our children is not a priority, it will be detrimental to our children's present and future well-being. Amen, Pastor. Everything stems back to the home. It does. If we would just simply have more mothers mothering their children, we'd have less people in jail. We'd have fewer people suffering from mental illness. We'd have fewer drug addicts. And we'd have fewer people on welfare. It all stems back to the home. So if you want to bring the numbers down of mental illness and people in jail, it's costing you your taxes, 
And, he, and if you would dearly love to see less graffiti and less crime, then take seriously the charge to teach your children in the ways of God. And make the parenting of your children number one priority. This mother said, I'm committed to your son. You are my son. You are the son of my womb. You are the son of my vows. I'm committed to you. So with this affirmation, we note here, from verses 3 onwards, what he received from his mother. How she instructed him. Note verse number 3. What mother taught him. Note verse number 3. Give not thy strength unto women, nor thy ways to that which destroyeth kings. Lemuel's mother taught her son, Son, protect your purity. A woman will either make you or break you. This mother warned her son of potential female sharks in the ocean of life. You beware, my son. There are man-eaters out there in the ocean of life. Give not thy strength unto women. The Proverbs are full of warnings concerning the immoral woman and how to note, discern the immoral woman. And this mother taught her son, Son, guard your purity. As parents, we need to be involved in the choosing of life partners for our children. It begins by instructing them on what to look for. Now, mother comes back to this point in verse number 10, which we'll address shortly. But Lemuel's mother stresses the fact that, Son, you need to guard your purity. Give not thy strength unto the, a woman, nor thy ways to that which destroyeth kings. Now you are a king. You've got the, the world at your, at your footstool. You can ask and... Receive anything you want. My son, guard your purity. Because the wrong choice will destroy your life. Calling as a king. So this mother exhorts her son concerning the importance of protecting one's purity. And mothers, let me encourage you to encourage your children, to instruct your children concerning the importance of them protecting and guarding their purity. 
And then we read on in verse number four, please. What else did mother teach her son? Not only did she teach her son to guard your purity, because there are those sharks out there that are out to rob you of your purity. But note here in verse number four, she's not backward in coming forward. True mother. Every good mother has a prophetic element. Amen. Every good mother has a prophetic element. They will say it straight because that's what we need. And this mother isn't backward in coming forward. Note here in verse number four that she said, It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes strong drink. This mother warns her son of the danger of consuming alcohol. And in fact, she teaches him to abstain fully from alcohol. For she said, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes strong drink, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the judgment of any of the afflicted. This mother taught her son, son, guard your purity. Be careful. And then she went on and taught her son, son, stay away from alcohol. She warns her son of the danger of consuming alcohol and teaches him that total abstinence is the higher ground. It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine. That sounds like total abstinence to me. Amen? And in essence, she was saying to her son, Son, it's a privilege to have this position as a king. And it's not fitting for you as a king to consume alcohol because it will affect your judgment. Note verse 5, lest they drink and forget the law. By consuming alcohol, son, you have the potential to, to, to forget God's word and not be mindful of the teachings of the word of God. And then verse 5 goes on to read, and pervert the judgment of any of the afflicted. The alcohol will affect your judgment, your ability to discern. It's a privilege for you to be a king, my son. But it's not fitting for you to consume alcohol because it will affect your life calling. You will potentially forget the word of God and you will potentially not make, you will fail to make 
right decisions. And then we read on verse 6 and 7. Give strong drink unto him that is ready to perish. And wine unto those that be of a heavy heart, of heavy hearts. Let him drink and forget his poverty and remember his misery no more. So mum goes on to teach her son the kind of people that will turn to alcohol. And she is not endorsing the following. She is simply making a statement. She is imparting to her son wisdom, foresight. And she's saying to her son, in essence, son, these are the ones that turn to alcohol. Those that are ready to perish, those that are about to die. They'll use alcohol as a painkiller. Those that are heavy-hearted, those that are sad and unhappy, hoping that alcohol will wash away their sorrows. And then my son, there are those that are in poverty. And because of their poverty, they are experiencing misery. And they are consuming alcohol to numb themselves to the reality of their situation. So the context is evident that Lemuel's mother is not endorsing the usage of alcohol for those that are about to die and those that are feeling miserable and those that are in poverty. She is simply warning her son, these are the kind of people that will turn to alcohol to drown their sorrows or to escape reality. But for you, my son, I charge you, abstain, abstain. For those of us that know Jesus Christ as Saviour, we don't need to consume alcohol to be happy to be joyful, to celebrate. For Jesus said, I've come to give life and life more abundantly. Alcohol is a soul destroyer. Alcohol is destroying people. And wisely, mother taught her son, son, stay away from alcohol. Don't touch it. The bulk of scripture, you might like to know, maybe you don't want to know. The bulk of scripture in reference to alcohol gives warnings about the negative effect of consuming alcohol. The bulk of Scripture. And this in itself points to total abstinence as the wisest position 
to take as opposed to drinking in moderation. Well, what's that? What's moderation? One, two. Let me ask you, how many glasses of wine does it take to turn you into a drunkard? One. So this wise mother said, son, you're a king. You've got your life before you. Why take any chances? And teaches her son the higher ground. Proverbs chapter 23 verse 32 teaches in reference to consuming alcohol. At the last it biteth like a serpent and stingeth like an adder. To consume alcohol is to remain or is to, or is to be in the presence of venomous snakes. You're asking for trouble, are you not? You will get bitten and it will be fatal. So this mother teaches her son, son, guard your purity. Son, fully abstain from alcohol. And then note then verse 8 and 9. She went on to teach her son, open thy mouth for the dumb, for those that do not have a voice. In the cause of all such as are appointed to destruction, open my mouth, judge righteously, plead the cause of the poor and needy. The words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. Mothers, let me encourage you this morning, teach your children. Teach your children the Word of God. This is God's parenting manual. Teach this standard, not the standard of the world. Drinking responsibly, that is foolishness. Gamble responsibly, that is stupid. Absolutely stupid. There is no such thing as gambling responsibly, drinking responsibly. Teach your children the Word of God. Teach your children the higher ground. Don't be backward in coming forward in warning them, my son, alcohol is like a venomous snake. Its bite is fatal. I would encourage you not to have a venomous snake as a pet, my son, for that simple reason. Guard your purity, fully abstain from alcohol. And then here in verses 8 and 9, rule with justice and equity. Mum encourages her son to fulfill his responsibilities to the best of his ability. My son, strive to be the best king on planet Earth. 
Don't be partial. Seek the well-being of all within your kingdom. So we see here that this mother was instilling character into her son. She taught him to be a king that is honourable. I'm mindful of Queen Elizabeth II reigned for 70 years with honours. Her son has big shoes to fill. But King Charles III has before him and has had before him an impeccable example. On what it means to reign and rule with integrity and honourably. And Lemuel's mother encourages her son, Son, you are honoured and privileged to be a king. I encourage you to do so with honours. Don't be partial. Seek the well-being of all within your kingdom. Rule with justice and equity. My son... Guard your purity. My son, abstain from alcohol. My son, rule with justice and equity. And then last but not least, note then verse number 10, it reads, Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. She concludes by teaching her son what to look for in a godly wife. Is this not the context? Talk to me. Because verse 1 teaches us the words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. So if the context means anything to us, we read in verse number 3, Give not thy strength unto women, nor thy ways to that which destroyeth kings. So he gives a, he's given a warning. But she goes on and teaches her son, son, to find a godly woman or to have a godly woman is precious, is valuable. So she concludes by teaching her son what to look for in a godly wife. Now we would assume that this king at this stage is still single because he is warned in verse number 3 and then in verse number 10, who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies. So mother stresses to her son, a godly wife is rare, it is, she's valuable. And you'll have to seek one out. She won't land on your doorstep, nor are there multitudes of them. And then from verses 11 onwards, 
This mother teaches her son, this is what a godly woman looks like. A godly wife, a godly mother. This is what you are to look for in a woman, your future queen. And may I say, this is what you are to be if you want to be attracted to a king, young ladies. That is a spiritual king. Not a worldly king, a spiritual king. If you want to be an attraction to a spiritual king, this is what you are to be. And Lemuel's mother said, if you, this is what you are to look for in a godly woman, my son. So from verses 11 all the way down to verse number 31. Beginning verse 10 with the introduction, we have 22 verses. Presented in the form of an acrostic, each verse begins with a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And she teaches her son what to look for in a godly woman. Now we don't have time to go through the rest of the chapter. But note the emphasis on the principle of trustworthiness and dependability. In verse number 11, the heart of a husband doth trust doth safely trust in her. Lemuel, you want to marry somebody that you can trust so that she, so that he shall have no need of spoil. You want to marry somebody that you can trust and somebody that's responsible. Dependable. Consistent. Industrious, not lazy. Frugal, not wasteful. One that's willing to fulfill her responsibilities. One that is generous, one that is kind. And the list goes on and on and on. And this mother taught her, son, son, this is a godly woman. Beware of sharks. You want a godly woman in your life, and this is what she looks like. This mother taught her son what to look for. And parents, we need to teach our children what to look for in a godly spouse. Amen, Pastor. Yes, at the end of the day, I understand it's their ultimate choice, but you need to teach them. My son, this is what you need to look for. You want to marry a queen? You want to marry a king? Here it is. Here it is. And it's interesting that note in verse number 30 it reads, Favor is deceitful, beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. 
Obviously, physical attraction, attraction plays a part. But note, it's mentioned at the very end. The words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. This is what you are to look for in a godly woman, my son. May I also say this morning, this is what you are to be, young ladies, parents, in teaching your daughters. My sweetheart, would you like to marry a spiritual king? Of course her answer is going to be yes. Well, this is what you need to be, my dear. So here we have our Mother's Day challenge summed up in the phrase there in verse number 1 of Proverbs chapter 31 His mother taught him His mother taught him Mothers on this Mother's Day I'd like to challenge you afresh to teach your children God's wisdom. Prepare them for life. Teach them how to live godly. Teach them how to honour God. In whatever God wills for them for the future. Teach them from the word of God the principles of the Word of God. And we see here just a couple of main principles that this mother taught her son. Guard your purity. Stay away from alcohol. Fulfill your calling to the best of your ability. And this is what you to look for in a godly spouse. Mother taught him. So mothers, this morning I'd like to challenge you. Teach your children. They need guidance. Otherwise the world will teach them. And you don't want that. Because the world will lead them down a destructive end. You need to impart to your children wisdom. Teach them. Make it your priority. Don't dump your children in childcare. You teach them. You are the mother. In their formative years, teach them. Teach them. Guide them. Don't understand why we have children and just dump them. 
and give them to the world. Especially during their formative years. What is the point of that? Are we still friends? Think about it. Think about it. If God blesses you with a child, invest. Oh, but pastor, how am I going to pay the bills? If God gives you a child, God will provide the means of paying the bills. If God gives you a child, it's your responsibility to raise your child for God's glory. You don't think that God can provide? Come on. May God help us. Let me tell you why we have children that are nervous wrecks. They can't work out whether they're a male or female. That are on antidepressants at the age of 10. Seeing psychologists at the age of 8. Parents complaining that they can't discipline them. Absent mother. Absent father. That's the problem. Pastors, is it that simple? Of course it is. If God gives you a child, treasure that child. Invest in that child. Make that child your priority. Because the hand that rocks the cradle rocks the world. May God help us to value our children. And all of God's people said, and if you really say amen, do something about it. Let's bow for prayer.